The football team ends the regular season up in West Orange by taking on the Seton Hall Prep Pirates, while the track team takes on the New Jersey Catholic Track Championships, and the water polo team ends their season by taking on the Garden State Duels. Find out what happened to those teams and the rest of the program on this week's State of the Marauders podcast. High arcing floater, too strong. Rebound tapped around. The three to win the game. No good. And Brett survives. The Marauders have won their first sectional championship since 2014. Two is in the air to right field. Going back is in front. The rebound. He makes the play. And St. Peter's Prep retains its glory on the diamond. The Marauders are your 2023. Two seconds left, cleared aside by Kirk, and we have a final. St. Peter's Prep, the kings of Hudson County, for the first time since 2019. Downfield, Sayuo battling Lois. Sayuo onside. Sayuo delivers for St. Peter's. Here's Jude with nine, if eight, with seven. Sergeant scores! Eight. Pass. Complete to Reese. Out give me a first down. Out gonna do it. Welcome everyone to episode number 129 of the Stay the Mars podcast. We're sponsored by a girlfriend's at Patreon. And again, I want to thank our loyal Patreon so far. We got a lucky 15, including Dominic Delafave. Pete's Bewack, and Christine Davis, who have subscribed to us so far. We would love to have your support of State of Mars program, right? Sign up today at patreon.com slash state of martyrs. Again, that's patreon.com slash state of the martyrs. Only $2 a month. You even get a full seven-day free trial. Once you sign up, you get live updates right from your phone on any game or match that we are covering. So it's essentially... An extension of the social media, but you get the updates right before everybody else does. And during the game, you get all the updates exclusively on the chat before everybody else does. So go right to your phone, you know, seven days. That's it. Seven day free trial. You get on the phone. Then you pay $2 a month. Not bad. Helps us support the program. You also get the podcast in video form. And again, before everybody else does. And much, much more so again. If you're interested in signing up, make sure you do so today at patreon.com slash state of the marauders. So I am your host, Renato Rodriguez of the class of 2010. And do we have any other guests today? No, no, no other guests. No other guests today. No other guests today for our Marauders because, you know, Justin Pennick, co-host of the Giants, he's preparing for the Jets-Giants game this weekend. I'll be at that game as well. So hopefully, for my sake, you know, somebody my birthday on Friday, hopefully the Jets win for my sake. You know, that'd be a great birthday present. I got the Dulls winning on Friday. Jets win on Sunday. It'd be fantastic. Jackson. And Iggy, they're all in Notre Dame this weekend, checking out their football squad. 
So, speaking of football squads, that's exactly we're going to start off the big topic of the week, which is going to be our football marauders as they end the regular season with a 1-8 record as they lose 28-14 to to Seton Hall Prep. And boy, this game start to finish. Seton Hall Prep dominated the time of possession, and they rolled that all the way to victory. Okay, I'm going to go through the scoring plays right now. And as always, the scoring plays are sponsored by our good friends, right, on D1 Media Pro. Okay, so as always, you can watch all the games on the NFHS network, right? Because D1 Media Pro is the number one live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports. So, again, make sure you sign up on the NHS network for all your live stream coverage of St. Peter's Prep Athletics. So, let's talk about the scoring plays from this one. And we're going to start off right, right in the first quarter. The scene hole prep would elect to defer to start off Marauders. What do they do with that possession? Well, they're going to go three and outs. On their first drive, seeing how Prep gets the ball. And on the first possession, they had great field position for the Marauders 40. They would go right down the field. It would be Michael Dunmore in from five yards out to make it 7 nothing. Seen Hall going into the second quarter again. Seen Hall dominated time possession, so the drives were limited in this game. And Seno Hall would take full advantage of it. Going to second quarter on the first drive. First drive of the second quarter. It's going to be my main man. Not really. He's not really my main guy. But <laughs> Caleb Pascals on the wide receiver toss to the right side. He's in from 11 yards out. 14 nothing Pirates. But the Marauders... Would bounce right back on the next drive. I'll just press with a good kickoff return. And then leave it to the rest for the Tyler Bell on the offense. He had a couple nice passes on this drive to Hassan Moore, Dallas Reese. And then the final one, a 12-yard rollout to the right pass. Jalen Klein open in the flat. Touchdown Marauders 14-7. to about two minutes left to go before halftime. And once again, turning point of the game. Feels like this has been the theme all year for our Marauders. Seen Hall get the ball, and they would drive down the field in two minutes. Right? A good kickoff by Moran on the little script kick. Got to the 34-yard line. And Liam Lundigan had a great drive. He got the first completion of Pascals. Then got a couple carries. Got a couple first downs. And then the big setup, Liam Lonergan would find Dunmore in the flat all the way down the three-yard line. Then Ben Mitchell be in from three yards out to make it 21-7 to at the half. That was a backbreaker for the Marauders. They had momentum down 14-7 near halftime. Could have gotten that momentum going in the locker room, especially because 
Going into the second half, they forced Seen Hall into a three and out. So imagine the Mars were able to have a seven point advantage or deficit rather, and then force a three and out. That could have been some good momentum, but 21 7, be back and forth with the pun game in the third quarter. Again, Seen Hall, which is the killing drive, they literally only two drives in that third quarter, ladies and gentlemen. Only two drives, one for St. Peter's prep, one for Seen Hall prep. And we go into the fourth quarter. And again, second drive of the fourth quarter. It's the Michael Dunn show. He gets a couple carries. Danny Easter had a great game for Seton Hall. He's been the Marauder killer these last couple times against the Marauders. He did so last year as well. But it would be in the hands of Liam Lundigan, the quarterback. On third and two from the five, gets a little blitz, gets a little pressure. And he's able to scramble out of it, gets to the edge on the right side. He's in five yard touchdown, 28 to 7. Seen Hall. And then Jalen Bullock, the freshman, will come in, get sacked his first play. But he will lead the Marauders 60 plus yards of total offense, including his first varsity touchdown, which was a seven yard run to make it 28 to 14. Marge is trying onside kick to try to get the ball back, but it would not go far enough. Seen Hall gets possession. They will run out the clock. And Marge will go to one and eight on the year. Whew, one and eight on the year for our St. Peter's prep Marauders. And let's talk about now. We talked about the turning point of the game. Let's talk about the offensive side of things for our Marauders. When we talked about it, right? The big storyline for this week. Again, the Marauder offense goes as Tyler Bell and Jalen Klein go, right? You know, Dallas Reese had another great game. You know, had again, a couple pre-snap silly penalties by this offense at times, but Dallas Reese, another great game. He would have I believe, yes, four receptions for 52 yards to lead the Marauders in receiving. But Jalen Klein, 11 carries, 39 yards, that's not going to get it done for his more offense. I mean, I, I did like what offensive corner Ryan Flurry did, in which he got Tyler Bell moving a lot this week. A lot of option reads. He used athleticism well, 12 carries, 56 yards. But the big story on the offense that we just talked about in the scoring plays is the fact Jalen Bullock had to come in on that last series. He led the Marauders for the touchdown. The offense, I, again, the, you, you can't you can't expect to win games scoring 14 points in the, in the Super Bowl conference. You can't, right? That, that's, that's just, you need to score more points. And But the number of drives that were limited for the offense, they had much opportunity to. Credit to Seton Hall's defense and, and, and the offensive gameplay. Because you know they 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 allowed the clock to be wasted. You know, you know the defense allowed less than 300 yards, but the time of possession clearly favored Seen Hall in this game. Now, like I said, the defense played well. Okay, they played well. I want to give quick shout outs to Marvell Davis, Joe Assayan, and Sam Bartoszek 
plus other guys like Jordan Rodriguez, Justin Gonzalez, amongst others in that secondary. But as they talked about, you know, credit to Sino's offense. They got first downs. They extended drives. Again, there's a couple silly penalties in the morning that got them in good field position, a couple poor special teams plays, but Stevens played good. Only 20 points. I know only they all 20 points is a lot of points, but again, if you've been watching St. Pierre's Prep football all year, 28 points. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And they only less they allowed less than 300 yards. That's a big thing, too. They allowed less than 300 yards of total offense. You gotta win those games. Especially one score games at half, like this game was essentially, right? Because they, they were down a score right before two minutes. That also happened against the Paul as well, which they tied the game right before half, and then they allowed that back-breaking touchdown. I mean, you, the, the, I feel like there hasn't been no, no connection between offense and defense. You know, like, like the offense has a good week. The defense has been week, right? There hasn't been any continuity amongst the two phases of the game. And it's just disappointing. It's it's been a disappointing season for our Marauders. You know, I don't remember the last time a football team was one and eight, but they're gonna be one and eight heading to next week. The good news is, though, with next week coming, it is the players that I talked about. So this means wipe the records off. Anyone can win it. We've seen it in baseball right now. The 83 win. Arizona Diamondbacks are taking on a 90 win Texas Rangers team. Okay? Just get in the dance. It's all matters. Mars are in. We'll see who they're going to play against, but listen. You get hot at the right time, things can happen, right? Maybe they had a, a great week this week. They, they win their first round matchup. Then they go to the quarters and the semis. Maybe the career can run. Who knows? But can't give up on the team yet. Cannot give up on the team. These guys have been working hard all year. Cannot give up on them. So, again, stay tuned for next week's episode. See what happens. Stay tuned to the State of Marauders social media accounts for bracketology of the football non-public gay division. We're going to talk about the soccer team now. We're going to talk about our soccer guys. Again, the reigning, defending Hudson County champions. They're off. They played against them that Saturday. We talked about last week, but they're off. But we do know who they're going to play against on Halloween. Okay? They're going to take on St. John Vianney. In the quarterfinals, it's going to be a 4 p.m. start on Tuesday at Caden Point. Kevin Colley and I will be on the call for that one. It's going to be fun. Tune in if you can't make it. And if the Marauders would win on Halloween, this could set up a very interesting scenario for not only the guys at St. Marauders, but for all you St. Peter's friends, loyal fans listening out there, because we might have double duty on Friday. We might have some soccer and football playoff action. So get ready for the extended state playoffs for our St. Peter's Prep Marauders.
now it's going to be time for our news of the week. And once again, our news of the week is going to be sponsored by our friends at the State of the Martyrs Sports Reporters Club. So, Ben, tell us more about the State of the Martyrs Sports Reporters Club. Hello, everyone. My name is Ben Novoselic, class of 2024. I'm the president of the State of the Marauders Sports Reporters Club. If you're interested in sports media and prep athletics, this is the perfect club for you. Stay tuned for the morning announcements and activities fair once school begins for news on how to... So, in the first news of the week, the cross-country team competed at the New Jersey Catholic Track Championships. And for our Marauders this week, they had a good showing overall. So, we're going to talk about all our teams first, including the freshman guys. Who got, I believe, let's go look, yes. They got fifth place overall in the freshman division. Harry Anderson, again, our guy. He is the brother of the vice president of the State Mars Sports Program called Charlie Anderson. Harry Anderson got fifth place overall. Henry Gilfillan, 25th, Miles Fajardo, and 30th. Again, overall place for the freshman guys are fifth overall. In the JV squad, they got second place overall, led by Eli Farmer in fourth, Nicholas Bremick Santorio in 15th, and Jason Peterson in 26th. For varsity guys, it ends up third place overall. They were led by my guy, Cheyenne Ori Hurley. Got eighth place overall. Alex Giatino in 30th. And Liam Teleska in 31st. So, our Marauders are going to have one more competition to end the year. As they're going to take on the non-public A championships. Right? Non-public A championships. Then they probably go to Nationals as well. But next week, non-public A championships down in Howell. So make sure you go out and support our Marauders. Next up on the news of the week, the water polo guys, they're going to end their losing streak as they end their season three and nine. Yes. So it's, whoa, 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 hold on. They were, they were just two and six last week. Yes. A lot, a lot of magic. So the first match that they took on this week, was against our good friends at Blair Academy, in which they would win 8-5. to five. Many of the young players made the varsity debut in that one. Goals were spread out, with Mikey Florentino getting two. Ben Lucas, Cyrus Chang, Owen Meager, Jack Callaghan, Nick Valenti, and Oliver Jacobitz adding a goal each with Seamus Brown making four saves in that. 
in his varsity goalie debut. So that, that's a great way to break out of the schneid for our Marauders. Then they took on the Garden State duels, in which they will unfortunately lose all three matchups. They had good fights in both and all three of them, though. They lost 13 and 10 to both St. Ben's and Pingree before losing to Lawrenceville 16 to 6. Against St. Ben's, Nick Valenti with five, Michael Florentino with two, Ben Lucas, Alpayata, and Jack Halligan each with a goal. Against Pingree, Owen Meager with four goals, Nick Valenti with three, Thomas, Mike, and Ben with a goal each as well. And then Lastly, Nick had four goals against Lorenzo, Thomas Gong, and Owen Meager, each with goals as well. So, again, their season is now over. After the Garden State duels, they end up 3-9 and nine on the year. And again, I want to thank all the seniors of the team for their hard contributions all year, including... Evan Murkarth, Nick Valenti, Alpayata, Connor Rogers, Bradley Struck, Jack Callaghan, Thomas Gong, and Braden Perez. So again, congratulations again for a great season from our water polo guys. Also on the news of the week, we do not, unfortunately, have the crew results from this past week's race. So... We're going to get you both this week's and next week's results on next week's episode. So, again, stay tuned for our crew Marauder updates. And, again, you can always follow them at Marauder Rowing on Instagram. They give you all the latest updates from the races on there. So make sure you follow them today. Okay. Last but not least, we're going to talk about We're going to talk about the 50-year anniversary for the wrestling team. And what do they have in store for us? They got a little beefsteak dinner. Yes, a little beefsteak dinner. 50th anniversary edition. And they're going to have it on November the 11th of 2023. That's going to be... RSVP'd with the Eventbrite link on the SPP Wrestling Instagram page. So, again, make sure you sign up today. Again, it's a great cause. Celebrating SPP Wrestling. They have a loaded schedule trying to become another top five year for them. And the state trying to get a lot of those guys to Atlantic City as well. So, again, make sure if you're interested, honor this team by signing up today. Okay, two more things to talk about in this week's episode, all right? Two more things, ladies and gentlemen, two more things. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is the week ahead for our Marauders in which the soccer team will take on St. John Vianney in the NJSAA, non-public A. Quarterfinal again, 4 p.m. at Caden Point. The football team, their first round matchup, TBD. Again, stay tuned to the social media page for updates on that. 
the cross-country guys, they're taking on the NJSA Non-Public Eight Championships on Saturday. That time is to be determined from Holdero Park. And the crew team will stay at Oldepec Park this week to take on the NYRA Invitational. That will also be on Saturday as well. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, again, it's been, it's been a quick episode, I know. It's a quick episode. A lot. Not too much really to talk about with soccer not being the mix this week. No crew results to talk about as well. So we're going to be a little bit quicker this week. Again, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but just for you guys, we'll make it a little quick this week. So the Marauder Player of the Week Award is going to be sponsored by our good friends at the Chalk Talk Podcast. So Iggy and Jackson, tell us what the Chalk Talk Podcast is all about. I'm Ignacio Mara alongside Jackson Briamonti. And, you know, we're just here to promote an advertisement. Jackson, would you like to explain what the advertisement is? Yeah, so we're here promoting our podcast, Chalk Talk Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find your podcasts. Um, we also have socials such as Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You want to follow those for additional content along with the podcast. You know, challenge videos, trivia videos, all that good stuff. You know, we're just two friends that talk sports. You know, we have interviews, cover the latest news, do hot takes. You know, just all the good stuff in the sports world. Getting it out there for you guys to listen and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're just debating hot takes, all that, and we'll be covering some, some Marauder sports this year, too. So uh, just check us out. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, Chalk Talk Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your event. Chalk Talk out. To Ignacio Murrow and Jackson Briamonti for the Marauder Play of the Week Awards. Again, make sure to check them out on Chalk Talk on Spotify and on their Instagram page as well. All right. So without further ado, the Marauder Player of the Week Award. Again, we got a lot of great candidates from last week, if you remember. Right? We had the one and only Philip Syro from the soccer team. And again, he, it was such a great nomination for Philip Syro. You had Aiden Pucci from Cross Country, Joe Sion from Football, Evan Murkoff from Water Polo, and Ben Novoselic from Crew. Again, all, all great nominees. Like, I don't know who, who's going to win this one because it's going to be a close race to finish. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get a drum roll, please. The winner of this week's Marauder Play of the Week Award. He had 45% of the vote. It's going to be none other than the senior goaltender from the water polo team. His name is Evan Murkoff. Congratulations to Yanya and the rest of the water polo guys. For winning this award again, great season from the water polo squad. So now we're gonna have three more candidates to talk about, which is going to include from the cross country team Cheyenne Hurley, from the football team Marvell Davis, 
And from the water polo guys, for the final time this year from water polo, Thomas Goff. So be sure to vote for who you think should be this week's Marauder Player of the Week. You have until Saturday, November the 4th at 11.59 p.m. Remember, you can only vote once on the app, right? So only vote one time. So vote for who you think should be this week's Marauder Player of the Week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another episode of State of the Podcast. Again, I want to thank you all for listening this week. Again, short week. Not too much to talk about. Next week, though, we saw we got a lot of playoff action. We got non-public A track and football. We got crew going to NYRAs. And we also had the, the last week results as well. And then the soccer team about the quarterfinals and potential semifinals. Right? Because... I, I didn't put it on the, on the docket yet because we don't know if they're going to make semifinals or not. But if there will be a semifinals, it'll also be on Friday as well. So we got a lot of action for your Marauders as we get closer and closer to the finish line here on the fall 2023 season. It's been a fun one, ladies and gentlemen. It's been fun. We're looking forward to recapping your Marauders once again next week as the fall playoffs continue. So. I'm Renato Rodriguez, as your wonderful host once again. Going to sign off. And as always, let's go. Prep. <laughs>